People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello and welcome to another episode. Today we will be covering the paranormal news. We haven't done that for a while, so... No, in fact, I believe this is my first time ever cover covering it. So. Is it? Oh, well, I think so, yeah. Virgin, then. And uh, <laughs> a big thank you to everyone that's gone and checked out our second podcast, which is called The Bigfoot and Dogman Show. Uh, if you haven't gone and had a look at it, then please do. It's on all available podcast apps. Well, if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, you should be able to get it. Yeah. The Bigfoot and Dogman Show. Go and have a listen to that. Um, we played a little bit of that this last episode. Last episode, yeah, was a, a teaser. Yeah, and then uh, obviously the more more we're going up on there, you know, we're going to cover some sightings and things like that as we go forward. So if you haven't already, please go check it out, the Dog, not a dog man. I kept calling yeah, it the yeah, big man, yes. <laughs> Bigfoot the, and dog big, man show. Bigfoot and dog man show. The Bigfoot and dog man show. Go and check it out. Thank you very much. Right, let's look at some paranormal news. Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Paranormal News, broadcasting to you from places unknown, bringing you the top paranormal headlines of the week. Five, four, three, two, one. So, I had sex with a ghost every night for 20 years, but I dumped him when I saw he had fangs and the face of a gargoyle. Could happen. Yeah. A woman claimed that she had nightly romps with a ghost with fangs and the face of a gargoyle for over 20 years. Paula Flores from Colombia said her relationship with the spirit started when she was young and that the frisky ghoul visited her every night while she was in her sleep. She made these claims on a TV show, Sin Careta, which broadcasts on the state channel, Channel 1. Paula also claimed that he always initiated it, that she ended up falling in love with the charismatic ghost, even enjoying a 20-year-long passionate fling with him. She told viewers, One day I was lying down when I felt a hand move from my feet to my chest. It was strange and I was scared. From that moment on, he started coming to me like a spirit to have sex with me. Paula considered herself a loving partner to her ghostly lover for 20 years until she eventually saw his face. Oh dear. She explained he was a very big man, but the day I caught a glimpse of him, he had fangs and the face of a gargoyle. After seeing the ghoul's scary looks... I don't... I don't you what? What do you I mean? I mean... So, how, how come she's not seen him before? I don't know. Maybe she's bent over. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> After seeing the ghoul's scary look, she stated that she did not want any further contact with him because he frightened her. Or maybe she couldn't see him unless she... Maybe she glanced into a mirror or something. I don't like know. the opposite to a vampire. Yeah, maybe. He was just there and she was like, holy shit! Or she got her you eyes do, tested. You do look in the mirror when you're banging, don't you? I, I don't know, I mate. Know. It's been... <laughs> Practically a virgin again. Um, the woman continued, the last time I saw his face was when I didn't want to continue. Uh, psychologist Martiza Montalegra... Oh, she's going to have a field day with this cunt. Yeah. Said Paula's case is not at all common. No shit. <laughs> In fact, demonic cases are extremely isolated. Actually, though, that probably... I mean, her saying that actually gives her a lot of credence. Well, that it's not common. Yeah, because if, if you're just mental and everybody was coming out with this shit, mm. everyone that was mental was coming out of this shit, then you'd say, well, this is just normal, you know, psychiatric fucking yeah, thing that happens. But, but, but I suppose mm. 
you know, not saying I, I believe it necessarily, but I suppose. But then, do I do I not believe it? Would you say I don't believe it because people have been touched by ghosts? Yeah, I've had the covers ripped off me. Yeah, but for twenty years. Not for twenty years, but I've had the covers ripped off me, so they can be physical. Yeah, no, I'm I'm saying ghost, but I'm not saying it was a ghost. I mean, if he's if you've seen a picture of her, which I'll show you now. Um, if you're a ghost, you can you can pick a better yeah. specimen than that. Um, not that I'm trying to body shame anyone, but <laughs> um, however, parapsychologist Jario Urbex believes her account is credible, adding that she was probably in a relationship with an incubus. Mm. Urbex explained that an incubus is a demonic entity in a lower astral entity. And we describe all of those that look like maggots as low vibrations. No. Sound like fucking... It sounds like Andy Magoo, doesn't doesn't it? it? Yeah. Um, Lastral beards, but lastral beards, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He added, the specialise in grabbing people and taking their energy. That's what they specialise in. Mm. People were complexed. And one local commented, it must have been a satanic spirit. While others wrote, I've also fallen in love with a couple of ghosts. I don't really get that one. That must be a woman's joke. I've been ghosted. Um, Yeah, I've been ghosted. um, A woman named Stella said, people are getting crazier. Um, And another man joked that, tell her it was a neighbor with a a sheet with holes in. (laughs) Um, Another local said the the spirit was no saint. So they've come to, I mean, bearing in mind, Colombia is quite a religious country. I think they're pretty much going on the basis that this was a demonic thing. Although I do like the idea of it being a neighbour with a holes cut in his sheet. Oh, fucking hell. I think, I think well, a low astral being a, a, a creature from another dimension. Absolutely possible. Mm. That these things do bleed over from time to time. And some yeah. of these accounts that we're going to get into with the uh, dog man and Bigfoot and all that shit, especially on the other, uh, other show, there's lots of this weird shit that goes along with it. Yeah, there is. And it does seem like they maybe have some control of of dimensions or whatever you want to call it. That's more than we've got an understanding on, let's put it like that. There's definitely something... That, well, I mean, I, I'm not sure I believe this story in any way, shape or form, but there is definitely... Um, there's definitely something that people can't explain and this sort of runs along... Along with that, I mean, I'm a big fan of things like The Exorcist and um, demonic possession and stuff like that. And I think that is, again, I think a lot of that comes down to like a mental state rather than necessarily an actual thing. Um, Because like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe in anything like that. So, but there is definitely some sort of mental state that comes along with this. Mm. So, Well, I was contacted by... Uh, a lad called Gary, and he sent me a couple of interesting pictures, and I'll put these pictures on, uh, well, they'll be on both the Facebook groups, so they'll be on the uh, Bizarre Tales Facebook group and the Bigfoot and Dogman Facebook group. We have a Facebook group? Hmm. <laughs> I'm not a member of that yet. No. Um, but I'll put them up there so you can see, but he has a blog, which is called Lud Church. LUD Church. So, if, if anyone, I'll put the link in the description so people can find it if they want to go check it out because he does cover other things as well. But interestingly, we sent these two photos. Um, and he just writes The pictures were taken in Spirit Hole Wood in the Coombs Valley. I should point out that this valley has a checkered past. A massacre took place there in the past, and no one would enter it for 500 years. After doing a fair amount of research, I found out that Ralph D. Turnstall Sneed, or Snide, a practicing druid, rented out Sharp Cliff Hall in 1873, which overlooks the valley. He may have been drawn to the area because of its negative energy from the massacre that took place there between the Anglo-Saxons and the British. He built a stone circle in the grounds of the hall where he performed ceremonies. Although this is purely speculation on my part, however, he may have opened some sort of portal. And if the druids believe that oak trees is a doorway to another world, this may perhaps explain the usual animals that are being seen in the area. 
Okay, so that's the that's the message. There's a little bit more to it than that, but what I'm going to do now is I'm going to open the uh, blog, which so, again is called Lud Church. I find the Druid stuff fascinating. Yeah, there's a lot more to the Druids than uh, people. I went to a Druid's temple realize. once. So yeah. there you go. So if you go onto the blog and you go down the right hand side, there's a list of entries, pages, and you can find one that's called Hybrid Animal Coombs Valley question mark. All right, and then I'll just read you what it says here, and then I'll show Dan the picture. I work as a ranger in the Coombs Valley, a heavily wooded area which covers around 600 acres in the county of Staffordshire. One of my main responsibilities is checking the trails are safe for the public to use. One day, whilst in Spirit Hole Wood, I had been checking the trails in a f- at the far end of the valley, which was quite remote. I happened to take a photograph of what I initially thought was a fox. However, when I got home and examined the photo in more detail, I could see this wasn't so. Although the colouring seems lighter than a fox, it would appear to have the tail of a fox. However, when I enlarged part of the photograph of the head and the neck, it seems to be uh, seems to have a horn horns on its head. Hmm. The head appears to be shaped more like a deer. Um, that being said, I have never seen a deer with a fox-like tail before. All right, so there's two pictures here. So, so this is the picture that he took. You can see this creature. Yeah, that definitely looks like a fox to me. Yeah, but you see the see the horns that he's talking about. Is that um, are they horns or are they just pointy ears or are they sticks? Oh, shit, I'm lost it now. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. That looks very. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll put the pictures up and let you guys have a look. To me, that looks like um, could be like leaves in a an awkward position. It doesn't. Um, I'm not sure. We're gonna have to zoom in on that. I'm not sure if that looks. Yeah, that's the second picture. Yeah, I'm still not... Co- well, yeah, I don't know, actually. Is that the zoomed-in version? Yeah. But he saw it. it he, does, I mean, he took a picture of what he saw, but... Yeah, mm, they do look like horns, but I think that's... To me, that's quite easily explained as... Is something else. Leaves. Yeah, leaves. Or- that's what I, I mean, that's what I said. Um, and then, obviously, this was, a, this was a, the same guy. This is a trail cam picture. See, now that looks freaky. Yeah. That does not look like a, a fox. That almost looks like... Um, do you ever seen the Egyptian um, god Anubis? Mm. It's got a little bit of that to it, like a demonic... The only, the only thing I, I can think here, my, my sceptical head on, because this is a trail cam that's off the ground, so whatever this is is probably at least sort of five foot high or more. Mm. And you can see that it's right, it's passing the camera almost. It's just like walk past it. Uh, this picture, again, you uh, you guys can come and have a look at this and see what you think. But the only thing as a skeptic, you know, I would say is that possibly this is a monk jack there and this is the eye, but it's closed. This here is like that little blowhole thing that they have. So what we're seeing is what we see in this picture. We think this is the eye, is actually the hole in the nose, and then this is the mouth. But again, it, I mean, could also be that that what that that part there that we think is the eye is actually a raindrop or something mm. that's shining on the camera. But I say, I think that's probably the nostril. Well, whatever they are, you know, them things that the nunchucks have. They have these things that blow open on the fucking side of the face, mm. and that'd be the eye up there. But but to me, I mean, it doesn't. If I honestly said what that looked like to me, that doesn't look like that. It looks like a creature with a... That's its mouth, that's open, that's its eye. And then it's got ears right on the top of its head. Which, again, is is weird. And the thickness of it as well. You know, if that were a deer, you'd expect to have a lot less thickness, you know, mass to it. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at a picture of a monk jack deer as well. Um to me, that explains... I mean, they've got small horns and, no offence, a fox-like tail. Yeah, yeah. A short yeah. fox-like tail, but a fox-like tail. It could just be... Yeah, I mean, I'm... 
They definitely do um, what the previous pitch, yeah, they definitely have forms. Yeah, I'm I'm going with that as both of them as a deer. I mean just a weird looking deer, but yeah. a, a well, deer. that one I'm not sure about. The height because Munjack Dare's Munch only Jacks are only couple two feet foot. Out, yeah. yeah. And that's obviously up a tree. Mm. So Which would suggest I mean they don't <laughs> they're not known for their the climbing mass. skills. You look at that deer again, look at it look at its neck. Yeah, it's a different shape. I mean that is huge. I mean that's bigger than a fella. Hmm. Yeah, it's, big, it's bigger than a monk jack. There's certainly some mass to that. But anyway, yeah, go check that out, guys. And uh, Yeah, let us know what you think. We'll uh, we'll put the pictures up. Post and it into the comments section. and uh, Yeah, I think there's some funky things there. And there's some other good stories on that blog as well, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I've got um, a UFO one here. If it'll fucking load up. A UFO one. I've got one more. This is... You really need to see the video for this, uh, and I have posted it to show. See, you can see it there. Look, I just showed Dan. Yeah, you can see that. And when it, if it plays, there's actually they separate into six and then go back together. See, there's one at the top joining. Hmm. Okay, I'm just watching the video, so I'll try and describe it. You've got sort of like a cluster of two lights at the bottom, then three above it. Uh, just above it, and then one that's just split into two, quite a distance above on the right-hand mm. side. Because if I initially saw that, I'd say Chinese lanterns. And now they're split again. But Chinese lanterns don't light up in the sky. They light... Not only that, they wouldn't split apart. You light them, and then they go up, and they're always lit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, One's disappeared over the horizon. It looks like that cluster at the bottom's gone back into one as well. Obviously, you know, you might say it's some sort of military flare, but then they would should be fall into the ground. Mm. And some of them are clearly going upwards. It's not out of the realms of possibility for flares, but... Well, no, it wouldn't be a flare, because a flare has um, projection. It goes up and comes back down again. Same with any sort of military missile or anything like that. Well, unless they're parachuted ones. But again, they'd, they'd be falling. But they're, they seem they're to not be falling. Quite... They seem to be sort of floating, yeah. don't they? So I'll just read you what the article says. But if you if you watch that video yourself, they, you do get the commentary of the two ladies that saw it. And they're asking the question, what know, is it? why ain't anybody stopping? Why ain't anybody else stopping to look at this? But again, in a lot of these cases, and I've, I've made this point on, on the show before, you can't always see what the next person can see. Um, that's a known human thing. I can't want to call it. But it, there is a reason for it. Uh, but anyway, so two friends were left speechless after they spotted a bright orange UFO in the sky after travelling home from a safari park. Uh, this is in the Bourne of uh, Daily Echo. So Chloe Moore and Lisa Marie Kennedy had visited Longleat's Festival of Light on November 28, when they spotted, oh fuck, when they spotted a strange orange light, orange lights on their drive home to Bournemouth. It was around 7.30pm, Chloe was driving towards Shaftesbury when she saw an orange ball above a foam mast. Uh, when she looked again, it had doubled in size. We both looked at the same time and thought, oh my god, there's three of them now. And again, we only get we only get the video from the point that the boys seen see mm. them separate and all that. But they yeah. but they're saying what they saw first was one, and then it, and then it got bigger. Uh, and I happened to see a lay-by, so we literally jumped out the car, didn't put our coats on or anything, and started videoing. Chloe said the lights began as one and then uh, multiplied to around six, when they made two parallel lines uh, to each other. And now again, look. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Um, She said the lights moved and created a triangle shape, describing it as really bizarre. They didn't look like they were coming from the ground. They just were appearing. So I've been Googling it, and these orange lights are all over the internet for years. People have seen them in different parts of the world. Uh, Chloe said, here and Lisa never stopped talking about it when they got... In the car together, they after spotting the lights, they were left speechless. Anyway, they said, all the blokes at my work were saying it's an army area and it's just some flares. Um, nah, I'm not buying that. 
No. Not by the pictures. Because they're just not moving in any not, sort of... Not consistent with the flare. Not at all. Um, she said another friend of hers saw exactly the same thing a few years ago. Uh, they're convinced that they saw a UFO anyway. Mm. Yeah, I would I would go along that. It says that the first sighting of an unexplained object in the sky over Dorset was recorded in December 8th, 1733. Although some locals have spotted strange lights since, including the lower bright lights, which later was determined to be Elon Musk's uh, Starlink project. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. Now, I can understand if people saw Starlink. But Starlink is like a grid system as it goes up, isn't it? Well, it's just a line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had it here where you could see it, and we went out, and we didn't know which direction it was going to be, whether it was going to be in the east or the west, and so we were looking, and we saw these lights pop up, bump, 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 and he's like, uh, "Oh fucking hell, there it is!" And we was look, watching him and that, and then they started moving, and that, and we was saying, "Well, are they meant to move?" Mm. And then we was watching them, and it's like darting all over the sky. And then someone turned around behind us and Starlink was behind us. The fucking like six, seven, eight fucking lights were behind a row. Whatever that was on the other side was something completely different. But that's that video that we got. Remember when I showed you that video? Yeah. Which thing's shooting off. Because um, Ian was watching at the same time, same night, because we was all out watching. Everyone was out looking for Starlink. And so um, he actually caught that UFO thing on film and I put it on the group before. But yeah, we watched those things darting around the sky for... Fucking hell, 20 minutes. Two fucking balls of light. Yeah. But we thought it was Starlink at first. And we was watching, it was like, oh, right, where's the next one? Where's the next one? And I'm like, then it moved. And I was like, oh, I don't think you're supposed to do that. Yeah, that's a bit weird. I mean, like I said, with, the thing with UFO is is the, the term UFO, to me, people jump straight to alien. But it, it's not necessarily alien. It just means unidentified. It means we don't know what it is. And a lot of the stuff that the government actually hide from people is basically UFOs. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, it's very easy to jump straight to this is not human, but I think that could quite easily have been some sort of military. Well, there was something else going on down Bristol Way as well. Uh, this one's from the Bristol Live. It says... Loud noise and UFO lights spotted above Bristol as British Aerospace Hawk MK-176 flies overhead. That's the picture of the Hawker jet. Mm. Uh, So residents in Bristol say a really loud noise and bright lights could be heard and seen passing over the city late last night, this is November 29th, amid reports of military jet planes that flew overhead. Some locals believe the noise was caused by the British Aerospace Hawk MK-167. I have to fucking put it like that. Uh, Anyway. Red Arrow. Which flew across the city on Wednesday evening, according to Flight Radar. One resident... Oh, I've got that. One resident who lives near Bristol Airport said that they thought it was louder than normal as it passed by earlier that day. One person living in Lower Knoll said they heard a really loud noise flying over Bristol shortly before 6pm. Could just about see light circling in the sky, but couldn't make out what it was, they added. Another added, it came from the airport area. One said, I felt like it was vibrating my entire house. Someone else wrote, anyone hear the really loud noise flying over Bristol? Could just about see circling lights in the sky, but couldn't make out what it was. Another replied, UFOs uh, UFOs looking up into the sky seemed like we were directly under it. No lights seen, no shadow, no dogs barking. Uh, posting from Flight Radar, which tracks and monitors aeroplanes flying across the globe... Yeah, I've got that. I've got that. When you zoom out, you see how many planes are in the sky. Like, holy shit. Yeah, millions. Um, One person said on X, this is bad boy flying over Bristol tonight. If you are wondering why it's so loud, this shot, this shot displayed this, this jet. I'm not going to say this name again. The site shows the route of the jet 
uh, that took over the UK at 5.20 on Wednesday after taking off from North Yorkshire. The plane heads south towards Nottingham before turning west past Birmingham and south again towards Bristol. At Bristol, the plane loops around and appears to follow the same path back north again. That's the path. Hmm. Um. It seems weird for me that it's um, a hawk. Because as a general rule, they're not that loud oh, aircraft. Yeah. It's the red arrows. Yeah, they're fucking loud as fuck. There are when there's nine of them. No, no, when they're fucking just low. When they're low, fucking hell, they are fucking loud. Hmm. I wanted to say there is that. I mean, if it was a typhoon or something like that, I could... Oh, they're fucking loud, definitely. Oh, yeah, they're fucking loud as fuck, them fuckers. But, I mean, when we're talking about vibration and things like that, we're talking about... Um, um, a sonic boom, aren't we? Yeah, but do they break the speed, the sound barrier? Type, um, no, that's box. what people are saying. They're saying it. This is what I mean. I don't think they are that fast. No, that jet can't make a sonic boom. But when we're talking about like vibration, and I suppose we automatically jump to, um, but they do fly low. Yeah, they do because they're yeah. Like I said, there are display fucking display aircraft. aircraft. So they're, they're, they're trained to fly low, and they come over here all the time, don't? They? Well, not so much now because they put no because they've put immigrants, immigrants in there instead. Bastards, yeah, but um. <laughs> Well, have they actually put them there? Because yeah, yeah, they're there, yeah. Really, and yeah. there's still all those ones out the front pre- prefabs and that there. Yeah, I love it. You drive past uh, what 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 is the name of the base? Scampton, Scampton isn't it? Yeah. You drive past it, and all all that's out there is people that have camped out to stay there, and hundreds of Great Britain flags and don't ruin our history. And but I mean that jet that um, I don't know if that was part of the display team or if it's an actual fighter jet. So. It still didn't explain what it was doing up there. No. That low at that time of night. But, we, I mean, we have them quite regularly coming out here because anybody that po- follows Paul Sinclair will know that the North um, Sea is absolutely rammed with UFOs. Mm. And a lot of people think there's an underground UFO base there. And he, uh, Paul Sinclair filmed the other night a couple of objects moving under the under the sea, uh, glowing objects. So there are clearly things going on under that sea all the time and above the sea. And quite regular, we'll get the uh, Eurofighters flying out from Coningsby over here out to sea to um, oh, it's in, all the time. to intercept whatever's there, and they they have been known to do the sonic uh, to break the sound barrier to get to it, which they're not allowed to do over a built up area, but they have done it, and it, you know in mm. in it, uh, it, you know in aims to get to that thing as fast as possible, they have done it, and now we've been sat here bang. What the fuck was that? And then you go on like Facebook, and if people as far as Hull can hear, can hear that sonic boom from here, yeah, which is the other side of the river. So it's quite a way, but but they're not supposed to do it over a built-up area. But but they've got to. They get, need to get there. They've got to get there. They've got to get there. And it's never explained. The RAF never come out and explain why they've done it, uh, or even admit that they did do it. But it's clear that they did do it because windows break and. You know what I mean? And people get pissed off about that. So people know it happened, but they won't admit. So there's something going on, isn't there? That's what I'm saying. Definitely. Um, there's definitely something they're not telling you. But I mean, the RAF will always keep stuff like that pretty secretive anyway. They're hardly going to come out and go, oh, yeah, well, we think we saw Cthulhu in the north. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, yeah. It's ne- they're never going to come out and say something like that. But yeah, it does. Uh, it is interesting. And they are, I love them. I love watching them fly the... Uh, the typhoons, they're fucking brilliant. So we've seen them, you see them take off and, oh, puts hairs on your arms. Do you know what I mean? Puts hairs on your arms? It makes them stand, stand up. up you, you know what I meant? No, sure. I fucking didn't, no. <laughs> you know what I meant? Like, I've got one. I'm not sure I'd want to fucking see if I put hairs on my arms. I've, uh, I've got... just stood there in your arms go, whoosh, like a fucking gorilla. I've got one, right, this story. And um, I thought you'd like it because it's to do with COVID. Oh, yeah. Sat on your cat. That load, oh, your cat's just like slid herself underneath. Get your masks ready. The, the restrictions are coming back. No, no, though they've said now the COVID inquiry that's going on in the UK has said that masks never work yeah, and would never work and have never worked. back in New Zealand and Australia right now. But they've just proved it. I know. That they don't work. That. What do you it's mean? just a psychological <laughs> thing. 
But we've... To find out the uh, week. Yeah. But, yeah, well, anyone who, who... I mean, I always call them out. I always go, you're fucking... I, I, well, have you seen that latest... Um, I bar at them. My missus hates it, and I see them, and I go, meh. Have you seen that <laughs> She's latest... She's like, what are you doing? Uh, They're fucking sheep. Stuff that's just come out from New Zealand. No. Well, that guy is the, um, is the head statistician at the... Uh, whatever it is, their equivalent of the NHS. Mm. And he's got all the data from New Zealand. And he has actually been able to show that um, certain batches of vaccinations were killing people. 25% of the people that got them are dead now. That what you sent me this morning? Yeah, yeah I, I watched watch that. that. That's really interesting. Crazy. I mean, he's even able to show that the certain vaccinators um, had a 25% kill, kill rate. That's massive, isn't it? So did, are they part of it? I mean, there's always, asking. I always think there's always going to be people that die that from the first well, look at the ever American, vaccines. The American military and the, uh, obviously that was New Zealand, but the American military said it as well. Like the myocarditis is up 600%. Uh, ca- uh, cardiac arrest is up 900%. The, no, some of these things are up 2,000 fucking percent. The that. death rate's up 14%. But myocarditis, pericarditis means you're going to die. Pretty much, it's a death you, sentence. Yeah, it, most people die within five years of that. Because mm. inflammation in the heart, scar tissue on the heart, that means your heart's fucked, it's damaged permanently. Mm. You can't, your heart doesn't repair itself. No, it can't. It's the one organ so that doesn't repair. So once you get that, and most males that have had that jab, that are aged between sort of, well, zero, let's say, and 35, 39, are pretty much nailed on that 50% of them have got myocarditis, pericarditis, mm. which means they're all going to die. The military is going to die. Most of the military were forced to set that shit. So most of your military is going to die. Most of your fucking um, caregivers are going to die within the next 10 years, let's say. Yeah. So where are we going to be left with then? Me and so you. Anybody, it's just going to be us left. Anybody can just walk in and take this place. Anybody yeah. can just walk in and take America. Yeah. Anybody can walk in and take Australia, New Zealand. So who? Who's left? China. Well... We'll see, won't well, we? Well, they've just upped their birth rate from one to three. I reckon the Israelis are going to take over the world. Well, they'll try. They'll start with Gaza and then they'll move on to the rest of the world. But it's seriously fucking bad. And the thing is, like you said about the COVID inquiry, they can't hide this shit. I mean, no, no they're not. the COVID inquiry, um, what happened in the UK, and I don't know if that American listeners will be familiar with this, but uh, they actually managed to get hold of WhatsApp messages and things like that between ministers and that. And it's clear in those those texts that even the uh, advisors, let's say, to the to the prime minister, were clearly saying that Hancock is killing people. Yeah, he's killing would, tens of thousands of people. I think from talking so they knew. to talking to Paul, I don't know if he listens to this show, but I know he listens to This Week in History. But um, I was talking to him about it, and he lives in Buffalo, New York, and he was saying, "Is it Kumo? Was oh, he the he, old? He was there. Yeah." He basically the same week that Matt Hancock got done for shagging his secretary, Kumo got done for the same thing. Mm. The same week that Matt Hancock signed the order to send all the old people back from hospital back yeah. to the care homes without any tests, Kumo did the same thing in Did New York. Remember, All of this. And I'm like, that can't be a coincidence. I'm sorry. It just can't be. No. And he is paid by Israel. Yeah. yeah. It just but, can't be the same. It's too much of a coincidence that that opposite sides of the world and they did exactly the same things. And then that he, scandal he got the him one, out of office. Um, he was the one where Trump offered to send that uh, hospital boat in, didn't he? To put people on the hospital boat to get him out of fucking way. And he refused it. Sounds about right. Mm. So anyway, we're diverting from my quarantine story that we've got. So this is, I think this is a number of accounts, but it's from the New York Times. So it's a very credible source. Um, And it says, quarantining with a ghost is scary. No shit. So, I mean, obviously, I think that's weird. When you think about like people who have haunted houses and they do, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to spend that much time in their house because of that. Mm, Especially (laughs) if you're renting or something. Yeah, and now you're locked in there constantly. So it says, for those who believe they're locked down with spectral roommates, the pandemic has been less isolating than they bargained for. It started, this is one story, it started with the front door. Adrian Gomez lives with his partner in LA, where their first few days, just just want to point this out, the New York Times, they've used the wrong where. Just, just oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. That figures. 
literally the first sentence and they've spelt stuff wrong so anyway where where their first few days of sheltering in place for the coronavirus pandemic proved uneventful they worked remotely baked took two mile walks each morning and uh, refinished their porcelain kitchen sink but then one night the doorknob began to rattle vigorously so loud he could hear it from across the apartment but yet no one was there I've got a vigorous knob sometimes. <laughs> I've heard. Um, in mid-April, Mr. Gomez was in bed when a nearby window shade began shaking against the window frame. And not, we're, we're, say that again. That didn't make sense. In mid-April, Mr. Yeah. Gomez was in bed when a nearby window shade began shaking. Shade. What did you think I said? Shake. Oh, uh, yeah. When window shade began shaking against the window frame so intensely. That's a, a lot of... Anyway, despite the fact that the window was closed, an adjacent window shade remained perfectly still, mm. and the cats were all accounted for. No one, no, and no bug, nor bird, nor any other small creature had gotten stuck there. Mr. Gomez thought it was an earthquake, which is possible in L.A., Although it wouldn't just affect one. No. No, that's a really stupid thing, actually. Um, anyway, I very uh, I very seriously hid myself under the comforter, like you see in horror movies, because it did really freak me out. <laughs> I just thought that as well. <laughs> just seen a grown man hiding under the cover. Oh, my window is shaking. Anyway, um... Now, though, neither he nor his partner noticed anything, any unexplained activity at home before this. The couple can distinctly make out footsteps above their heads, but no one lives above them. Mm, like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fairly rational person, said Mr. Gomez, who is 26 and works in IT support. I tried to think, what are the reasonable, tangible things that could be causing this? But when I don't have those answers, I start to think maybe something else is going on. And they're not alone, possibly in more ways than one. For those who experience self-isolation, it involves what they believe to be a ghost. Their days are punctuated not just by Zoom meetings or homeschoolings, but disembodied voices, shadowy figures, misbehaving electronics, invisible cats cozying on couches or caresses from hands that aren't there, or even, in some cases, to borrow the technical parlance of Ghostbusters, free-floating, full-torso, vaporous aspirations. Apparations, sorry. I know what I meant. Some of these people are frightened, of course. Others say they just appreciate the company. I mean... True enough. That's pre- I mean, that's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. When you're that lonely in the house that you... Oh, I don't care. I'll let him in. <laughs> There's no scientific evidence for the existence of ghosts. I know that I don't believe. For no, starters, I don't. That's, no. that's that's the New York Times being completely wrong here. Well, but... it, well, it's one of those where science doesn't look into it. Yeah. So they can they can use... It's like Bigfoot. Yeah. If they don't look into it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So... I don't mean it doesn't exist. It's no. just that you don't... It just means you're not looking at... Um, anyway. And it says, A fact that has little bearing on our collective of enthusiasm. According to a 2019 YouGov survey, 45% of US adults believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. In 2009, at the Pew Research Center, found that 18% of Americans believed to have seen or otherwise encountered one. And I think it's probably higher than that. And there's 18% of Americans who believe in Joe Biden as well. <laughs> the, I think it's less than that. Um, I hope so. Yeah, so do I. Um, right, here's another story. Before stay-at-home restrictions in New York, Patrick Hines, or Hines, 42, left Manhattan with, with his husband and daughter to spend six weeks at an adorable cottage in Western Massachusetts, which they rented from Airbnb. One night, Mr. Hines woke up around 3 a.m. thirsty for a glass of water. He said he walked into the kitchen and saw a white man in his 50s wearing a well-worn World War II military-era uniform and cap sitting at the table. It seemed normal in the split second before I realised, wait, what's happening? Mm. And I turned to look and he was gone. And I get that because a lot of the time people you do sort of think, oh, okay. There's a guy sat there. 
No, I, I, I've had that. I mean, like I said, when I had that... What, in your house? No, but it's not his house, is it? Mm. But you do, you sort of rationalise something and then you think, oh, hang on, that shouldn't actually be there. Well, I've done, I've done that where I've come downstairs and there's like, looks like somebody sat in a chair or whatever. And it's just something you've got sat in a chair, like clothes or whatever. And you sort of look at it and for a split second you think, oh, fucking, is someone sat there? And then you, then you straight away, you're like, no, no, it's just, it's just clothes. Yeah. Or whatever. And then you sort of carry on, don't you? And you think, well, what if it was actually someone? Yeah, then you have another look just to make sure. But, but that split second when you first see it, you think it's someone. He said it didn't feel menacing at all. It almost didn't even occur to me to tell my husband the next morning. If you were to accept the premise that ghosts are real, it stands to reason that some tension would normally result once their flesh and blood roommates start spending much, much more time at home together. John... Well, maybe it's just the, the fact of being there more often. Yeah. Yeah. It's happen all the time, you're just not there. You know, or you just don't notice it, because yeah, you're, you're not there. Yeah. John E.L. Tenney, who describes himself as a paranormal researcher and is the former host of TV show Ghost Stalkers, estimates that he received two to five reports of a haunted house each month in 2019. Lately, it's been more like five to ten in a week. Now, how come he's getting all of them and we don't even get one a year? See, guys, this is what we need from you. Five to ten a week. Tell us about your haunted house. I'd be interested. Um... Mr. Tenney has seen something like this before. In 1999, immediately before Y2K, do you remember that? Mm. When everyone thought the world was going to end at midnight. Well, not everybody. All the planes were going to fall out of the sky. <laughs> anyway, he witnessed a spike in reported ghost and poltergeist activity as well as UFO sightings. It does seem to have something to do with our heightened state of anxiety or our hypervigilance. And I, I can believe that. Like, mm-hmm. I do think, you know, because you, what you project out on the world is what you get back, isn't mm-hmm. it? So if you're... Anyway. Mr. Tenney has no doubt that the vast majority of these cases in his inbox are completely explainable in nature. When it comes... Uh, when the sun comes up and the house starts to warm up, they're usually at work. They're not used to hearing the bricks pop and the wood expand. Um, he said... It's not that just the house wasn't making these sounds. It's just that they were never there to notice. Yeah. Um, or did they? Janie Cowan believes she has been haunted since college. The the ghost she calls Matthew, and she's put a good biblical name, chosen in the hopes that it would keep him at his best behaviour. Mrs. Cowan is 26. Um, has historically made his presence known in her Nashville home through the sounds of someone running up and down the staircase at night. The noises are not like a house settling or a cat walking around, um, and her husband, Will Cowan, 31, says it's very clearly to get our attention. Around the same time the couple began to self-isolate in March, Mr. Cowan started to use their guest bathroom so that his wife, a home health nurse, um, who has been picking up more night shifts during the pandemic, could sleep in without the sounds of his morning routine disturbing her. Makes sense. Mm. Um, he has found that Matthew, who both spouses agree prefers Mrs. Cowan, <laughs> no shit, um, does not seem to appreciate these changes. On three separate occasions, while showering in the guest bathroom, Mr. Cowan has unexpectedly been blasted with cold water. But it wasn't just a quirk of the plumbing. Every time he said he reached out to find the hot water nozzle had actually been turned off. Um, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Madison Hill, 24, um, is riding out the pandemic, or was riding out the pandemic, with her boyfriend and her apartment in Florence, Italy. Miss Hill, a writer and teacher, originally from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, had always had her suspicions about her home, particularly the bathroom. There was a sense that someone was watching her, doors slamming, towels unexpectedly falling on the floor, and a few weeks into quarantine, she woke up to find something on her nightstand that did not belong there. Mm. It was a camera lens, one she bought from the United States, but lost when she moved in. She had long given up on ever finding it, but here it was. Since then, other small objects, including a set of keys, have moved to strange new places inside her apartment. The reappearance of the camera lens in particular struck her as 
a mischievous, playful gesture. Mm. I said it's more of a piss take, to be honest. Um, perhaps a thoughtful suggestion that this could be the perfect time for Miss Hill, who majored in film in college, to pick up back up her old hobby. Not really sure that's the reason. I think it's more... Well, I mean... It's more the fact that that ghost nicked it to wind her up and I then mean, put it this back. Does, I mean, it's, things like that are kind of explainable through, obviously, ghosts, but quantum mm. physics sort of allows for it. It's like I've told you before about... That day I was looking for the WD-40. Mm. And I know where it is. It's in that cupboard. Um, open the cupboard and it's not there. I had to look look around, move some things around. But obviously the can's quite tall and it would it would be clearly visible. Anything that was in there would be lower than it. So even objects that couldn't necessarily block it, in other words, because yeah. it's still stuck. So I had to look around, not there, move some things about. Shouts to her. Um... I says, you know, where's that fucking kind of WD-40? And she said, it's in the, in the cupboard where it always is. So I had another look. Still not there. So I went back up and uh, she was upstairs doing whatever. And I said, fucking, I said, it's not there. I said, you must have moved it. No, I haven't. She come down, she opened the cupboard doors and bang, there it is right in front of you. And, and there's no fucking way that was there the previous two times. But yeah. again, this thing where something's got to be observed, to be to be real, it's got to be observed. Yeah. And if it's not observed, then it doesn't exist. And so something like that, like she's lost that camera lens, and then all of a sudden, she, now it's there because she can see it. Yeah. But it's not there unless she can't see it, but you can't see it unless you can see it. It's weird, but it's... But it, the thing is, physics allows for it. Yeah. The, the thing's moving around. Um, One of my mates had a... I'm going to use that as my excuse at work now. Yeah, you know yeah. when I when I miss products yeah. at work, well, it could happen. I mean, <laughs> Dave, it weren't there, but it was there now. Uh, a mate of mine and his auntie—I think it was his auntie and uncle—they had a ghost in their house, and uh, it moved things all the time. And they had this little when you walked in the back door, they had like a little box on the on the cupboard on the side of the cupboard. They had like a little box with like a um, a door that shut, and inside there was loads of hooks, maybe eight hooks, and it was for keys. So when you come in, you put your keys on the hook and you shut this little box up, right? So he'd come in on the night time, he'd open the box, he'd put his car keys in there, his house keys in there, shut the box, and then he'd open it next morning and the keys would be gone. But the mm. box is clearly, um, you know, still on the wall. There's, there's the, the, the door's shut. It's a wooden box. Yeah. You know. So we was on about it and, and he said, I'll show you. So he got his car keys, put them in this box, shut the fucking door, and you heard a rattle, and he opened the door, and the keys are gone. And then he spent the next sort of half an hour, 45 minutes, looking all around the house where those keys were. And the tent that was in a, they had like a sideboard in the uh, hall, not in the kitchen, it was in the hall. They had a sideboard thing with a glass-fronted, glass um, like, you know, decorative doors on it. Mm. And inside they had the uh, old china plates and stuff like that, what people collected. Um, and the keys were inside one of these cups inside that cabinet. And that happened right in front of our eyes like that. He that literally put the keys in, shut the thing. He heard the rattle, he opened the door and it had gone. Magic. And it took us 45 minutes to find them. And it was inside a, a coffee That's mental. On the top shelf of that thing. I'd love to have seen that. And it, was, it wasn't him that found it, it was somebody else. So it wasn't like he just. It wasn't like he, he's yeah he's put him in. Yeah. And, but hmm. he said he said this is a big fucking problem for us because it's he's got to get so say he leaves, get rid of that box. Well, say he leaves, well, don't matter where you put them, they go. Things go all the time, but they see it as like playful. But he was saying that say he leaves for work at eight o'clock, he has to get up at fucking six o'clock now because he could spend an hour looking for fucking gear, his shoes, his belt, his wallet. His keys. Anyway, they they, mm. they they eventually moved, and I, I never found out whether the fucking spirit went with them or not. They do sometimes, don't they? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they remain, but I never um, stayed in contact with them because they left out of town. We used to have to bike there to go see them. Like it was like Barnley mm. Betway on or something like that. Yeah. But um, I'll, yeah. I'll do one more story from this one because I do find these quite interesting. Um, there's about. 30 so i'm not going to read them all because obviously there's shitloads but um so this is a woman called kerry dunlap dunlap dunlop i don't know she shares a one-bedroom apartment in ridgewood dunlop like the wheels no dunlap dunlop yeah no it's got an a in it just do dunlop 
Don't okay. We'll do what we know. We'll call her what I want. Yeah. Let's call her Sue. <laughs> um she lives in Ridgewood, neighbourhood of Queens with his girlfriend. Hey? His name's Kerry. Kerry's a girl's name. Yeah. Right. Sorry, uh, Yanks, you you guys have got some... They do Stacey as well, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Ke- oh, do you know what? I went to a, a completely off topic here. We went to a jousting competition, right? Oh no, shut God. up, right? It was fucking brilliant. And there was... Stacy was the boy and the girl. They were American. There's two Americans. They were going against the British and the Polish. And... Stacy was the girl and the boy uh, no Stacy was the boy and the girl had a boy's name and I can't remember what the boy's name was Frank they probably something <laughs> like that it was just like what like anyway so yeah yeah so that's really confused me now so but anyway Sue was in a kitchen yeah playing with a boyfriend <laughs> yeah uh, and and his girlfriend Alexandra uh, Mr. Dunlap's, I'm going to call him Mr. Dunlap now because it's easier. Um, a 31-year-old teacher, <laughs> rapper and concert performer. Stick with one job, mate. Um, believes he first met their resident ghost last summer. He saw her in the bathroom in the middle of the night wearing green scrubs standing an arm's length away from him. She appeared to be glowing. The woman vanished when he turned on the light. Mr. Dunlap, no knew that one of his, one of the friends the couple was subleasing from had also spotted a ghost in the apartment. Mm. They both agreed they'd seen an older Asian woman of small stature. A Mr. Dunlop and Mrs. Cole, a 27-year-old writer and editor, used to find themselves in a routine late-night tug-of-war over the two small comforters they shared. That's an irrelevant thing anyway but anyway mr dunlop woke late at night um to the sensation of what he assumed was miss cole adjusting the blanket at his feet to spread it evenly across the bed when the movement stopped and he didn't feel his girlfriend climb into bed beside him he called out and she didn't answer then she came back from the bathroom Uh, it was so weird mr dunlop said it was so weird but the incident left him and Miss Cole with a lingering positive impression like whoever or whatever it was being trying to make the couple feel more comfortable or to medi- uh, to basically to get rid of a potential conflict between them. So he saw the ghost basically as trying to do something nice, I would mm. say. I mean, that's not a very good story. I wish I'd picked a better one, to be honest. It just happened to be the next one in the list. I don't know why they pull covers off people. No, I don't. It's weird. No, no, I don't. Because I remember being in bed once and the covers sort of slipped, sort of slipping off the end of the bed, and, and obviously that's entirely possible. So I thought, all oh, right, you're just slipping off the end of the bed. So I pulled it up, and it went again, and I pulled it up, and it went again, and then when I went to pull it back, it fucking pulled me the other way. Like someone went like that. And I was like, all right, that's fucking, that's not normal. So then I was like, fuck off, you know what I mean? I'm trying to sleep. And it never did it again. But then I always regretted, like, saying... Fuck off, yeah, I'm trying because, to sleep. Because now that, that ghost is, or that entity's probably gone, all right. Well, what it was, I'm not convinced it's a ghost. When things like that are happening, for me, I'm more convinced, I'm, I'm more in the fairy realm of things. The grey folk, mm. for me, playing tricks like that. Because I think they're more physical than ghosts. Yeah. But Yeah, I can see that. But I can understand how people would say ghosts if they've had no concept you, with fairies. And also, you can't see them either. Well, I mean, the room's You wouldn't dark. have seen that. No. Yeah. So you, you, you've not seen anything. No. So people who don't know... And I find it weird because I bet if you... Like it says there in that, that poll, almost 50% of Americans believe ghosts exist... How many of them believe fairies exist? Yeah, not many. It's not going to be many, is it? Yeah. And that's, I, that's what I mean. It's what you chalk up to. It's your experiences, yeah. isn't it? I think it's more likely. I think what you're, you said there, I mean, again, a lot of the things, obviously when people say they've seen people dressed in, you know, in certain clothing and things like that. Again, you know, we always put it down to, I think you posted a picture on, on the Facebook group and it said, which of these... Um, 
is a ghost and it had a picture of a woman dressed in old Victorian clothes and a, a couple dressed in normal everyday clothes that we'd wear now. Mm. And the answer would most people would say, well, it's Victorian, the Victorian one, so. but they either could be. It's yeah. just you, you know, That's and it's, point, yeah. yeah, it's that. That's and how many that, people that, do yeah. we, do That's we why see? I've done that. Cause if you saw, if you saw that couple walking down in tracksuit bottoms and all that down the street, you wouldn't think. No anything of it no but they could be as much ghosts as the, vi- the people walking down in victoria and how many times have you shouted at someone on the street called someone or oh are oh, you fucking idiot you walked in front of the van or whatever and they just walk off they don't, don't even turn and look at you they just carry on walking mm. and i've done that i know i've done that and, and all right yeah i mean sometimes you go you fucking ignorant prick or something like that but it does it could be that they're not actually even yeah they're not but you don't you don't register it. No, because they look solid. And yeah. this is the this misnomer that people have with ghosts that they're going to be see-through and things like that. That's full from cartoons and stuff, though, isn't it? Not, I've seen, sometimes they are. But have you ever seen, uh, is it Three Men Three Men and a Little Baby? I've seen Two and a Half Men. No, Three Men and a Little Baby. No, it sounds and, um, like a bit of a Nazi thing to yeah, me. Yeah, I can't remember what the film's about, but there's a, there's a scene in that where the, the, they're in a flat or whatever and you could see this little boy hiding behind the curtain but it just looks like a little boy mm. hiding behind a curtain there's no but it's clearly a ghost it's, it's a ghost it's yeah. not obviously there on the film set so yeah interesting I'll find that picture I'll put it on the thing but I think most people will be aware of it anyway yeah but yeah so that's the paranormal news basically yeah so if you've got a story you want to share with us then send it yeah. to us uh, get in contact with us by Facebook or email us at supernaturalpod at gmail.com. All that shit is in the description, of course. Um, yeah, I'd love, I'd actually, I'd love these guys because I always, we get a fair few listeners, don't we? I'd say we're up there with some of the, some of the, maybe not some of the bigger, the big, big podcasts, but we're up there. We're definitely above the, the middle range of the podcasts that, that do this, this type of thing. And, I've seen, I've, yeah, I've seen podcasts with less listeners, less followers than what we have, and they get a lot of um, stories from their listeners. So, if you got, and I'm assuming a lot of you guys listen to to other podcasts, I doubt there's very many out there who just listen to one podcast on this subject. So, um, if you have any stories, even if you've given them to other podcasts, because I think a lot of a lot of people don't want to rehash the same stories, but there are people that that will listen to say our podcast and Jerry's podcast or will listen to this and this paranormal life or things like that and they'll only listen to maybe two or three but yet you've given yours to Bigfoot and Beyond and no one on here has ever listened to that or do you know what I mean something like that if you've got a story and you think I've already given this to one podcast still send it to us because there will be people out there that haven't heard that story um, and I reckon that's, I do think that's why a lot of people don't actually send them in because they think, well, I've already done it to one podcast. Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, get get your stories in this because I mean, I'm, Lee is more onto the um, cryptids side of things when it comes to, you know, fairies and Bigfoot, Dogman, all of that. I'm massively into the paranormal side of things. So um, we've got both covered. So either either story just get it out there we you know we want to we want to hear um if you've got a haunted house as well I, I love haunted house stories i think they're fantastic so yeah i'm still waiting for Kay to give us the story from that hotel she was staying in oh yeah not spoken to her so Kay, if you're listening you need to contact me um i know you said you was going to give us the story for it, the couple of hotels that you stayed in that were a, a little bit creepy so yeah we want to hear that so yep but yeah Get in touch, guys. Lee's giving you the details, and they'll be in the description. Um, yeah, so. I and mean, like I say, you can come on the Facebook group, uh, Bizarre Tales, and you can yeah. messages on there. Easily accessible. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Christmas, so if you want to get yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie, then go check out the Barbarian Breed uh, clothing range that we do. The description again that that the link for that is in the description, and you can get five pound off with the code word podcast. That's, That's some exclusive good stuff on that. for you guys. Um, yeah, there's there's new things being added all the time. So go and check it out. That's Barbarian Breed 
Um, that's it basically you just go onto that website and pick what you want and in the code put fucking podcast get £5 off what can be better yeah best way to support the podcast really yeah well I mean that basically makes if the Americans want a bio then that's free post basically yeah at that point so there you go uh, the description for that is in the thing, and obviously that helps the podcast. Mm, well, that's the, it, it's it is pretty much, much the only way yeah. I mean, we have podcast, Patreon, yeah. but because you have people asking us all the time, how can we support you and that? Well, that's it. Buy us in a t shirt, buy us in a hoodie, um, or a few, you know, what I mean? yeah, and tell your friends, post you know, post a link to people and shit like that, yeah. I know you have to get off your ass to do it, and a lot of people don't <laughs> want to do that, no, they no, don't, but you know. If you want to help us, that's the way to help us. So yeah, and definitely. then obviously the other way is to go check out our other podcast, which is the Bigfoot, the Bigfoot and Dogman Show. Yeah, I mean that's that's massive. Yeah, and Get. there's a picture of a Bigfoot on the front of that. I think yeah. it's white with a white and purple. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you for listening. Yep, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Oh, my God.